frozen in like a really funny position so i screenshotted it and texted oh it my you. god i see <laughs> you're frozen over here holding up your water bottle oh great who my face looks so weird on this picture <laughs> i know that it was like like that so I, that was funny anyway uh, oh i see you now okay okay great hello and welcome listeners to review that review we are the podcast dedicated to reviewing reviews we're just like siskel and ebert only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces we rate and review those hilarious scathing and sometimes suspicious online reviews that is chelsea don and that is trey gerald and together we are the review queens and a special cheerio, cheerio queens, queens. <laughs> to all of our patreon cheerio kicks queens is that what it's called this what? was it kicks that was like a cereal right that didn't have any flavor oh kicks like gotta yeah. get, gotta, kicks, ha- gotta have my kicks uh to all of our patreon members they are helping us keep the lights on and in exchange they have exclusive access to our companion after show podcast featuring additional reviews salacious deep dives full video recordings merch discounts put a tag in that we'll circle back and much much more so to join them visit our patreon page you can do that by going to our homepage, review that review.com and clicking on patreon or you could just go to patreon.com slash review that review chelsea how has your week been how are you what is new give us the td delicious Everything is good. I attended a bat mitzvah over the weekend. Um, so just Shabbat bouncing shalom. back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> bouncing back from that. Yeah, we did a little Shabbat dinner. It was a whole weekend affair. I, you know, being an adult and experiencing this bat mitzvah thing, you, it's really like a wedding. I mean, I didn't realize it at the time when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. there's all these events leading up to it. There's the, you know, the brunch afterwards and. I'm like exhausted. Also, it's just bizarre kind of being the adult at the bat mitzvah, I gotta say. Oh, yeah. The very first bat mitzvah I ever attended, I was a cater waiter. Oh, wow. And I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> it's funny. They they did a pajama theme, which I thought was like pretty interesting because my bat mitzvah, obviously, everyone was like dressed to the nines, but they had a little bit of a break <laughs> between the service and the party. So it was pajama themed. Mm-hmm. And it turned yeah. out being because it was like a moonlight kingdom or something. I don't know. There was like a theme and everyone looked really cute in their pajamas. But there were all these Aww. girls that were wearing like silky pajamas with like the little like say. spaghetti strap showing. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is so weird. Like <sighs> everything's everything's changed and nothing has changed, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So funny. Love it. So, how was your week? I've missed you. I've been so busy with all the bat mitzvah stuff. I know. You really have. It, it does require a lot. I, I know that from also personal experience. 
Um, my wake is good. You know, we've just been chugging along. I um, I got to do an oil change for my car, but I just haven't done it yet. I keep getting emails that it's time. And I know I need to stay on top of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. That's so funny. And other stuff that I'm not going to talk about on the pod, but I'm going to talk about with you. And what else? <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, life is life is always interesting and um, challenging and and this is always a highlight. So I'm grateful yes, to be here. I am so grateful to be here. This is definitely the highlight of my week. And then, you know, another reason why it's the highlight of our week is because we get to like get things off of our chest and complain. So do you want a logic complaint? Yeah, I think I do want to. Logic complaint. Let's hear it. Okay. I really, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. And I know that there are tricks to get over this. But okay. have you ever put on a cute hoodie and then you like go to get your drawstring and it's stuck through the hole. Oh my God. I hate that. I hate it so severely, especially with like gym pants or gym shorts where I'm actually dependent on tying the string. It's like for some reason, anytime it's in the wash or the dryer, it just wants to like, come loose and then i'm like fishing and i know that there are like hacks where you i know that safety like seamstresses yes you do a safety pin have we talked about this before i don't think so but maybe i, don't, I can't remember if we've talked about it but like ugh, i hate that oh i hate it so much so irritating and then sometimes i just like an, in a sweatshirt that has one that i don't really like need like the pants to tie it i'll just take it out because i'm like i don't want to deal with <laughs> you I'm just going to remove yes. you from the equation because I'm going to remove you before you remove yourself. Exactly. Yes. Cause like I got to get ahead of this because if I get too, if I develop too much of a, of a relationship with the ties and then I lose them, then I'm going to be very upset. So I might as well just sever ties now. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I definitely feel you. Well, I also will like preemptively the other way I will tie like two or three knots. Oh, okay on the end of each so that like it can't get through the little slit or the little hole or whatever smart but like they still will like i don't understand i'm like you know if i was trying to untie this knot i would not succeed but the washing machine can (laughs) right exactly where have all the socks gone where have all the like strings gone what is happening oh i hate it it's so frustrating it actually happened to me recently in one of my really cute american apparel hoodies and like i just like can't wear it because like i can't get the string back through and it's like not worth it to me to try to get a safety do the whole it's just like now it's just upsetting and it's like over it is i'm sorry that is upsetting whenever you have a garment and something i was just you know i watched seinfeld a lot and was it on seinfeld that this happened I think it was before Elaine lost the, the button. But anyway, somebody loses a button on a button down shirt and they're like, oh, there goes the shirt. I'm never going to sew this button back on. I hate that feeling when it's like this thing happened to this garment that I was really excited about. And now it feels like it's ruined. So I feel yes. like, I feel you. I feel you. Baby with the bathwater. Anyway, that yeah. was my complaint. Chelsea, what do you want to complain about today? I want to complain about like just chairs and couches with bad back support or just like chairs that are just really not supportive i know that like i've talked about i had like an incident where i was in one of those terrible white picnic chairs and that they folded underneath and 
every time I just going back to the bat mitzvah, anytime I go to a wedding or bat mitzvah or anything, and they have like those like foldy chairs out that are like, mm-hmm. they just don't look like they're supportive. So I feel very nervous the entire time I'm sitting on it. My entire body is like clenched up. I'm like hunched forward because I'm trying to like squat a little bit so that I'm taking like part of my weight into like my own legs. I wish we could do better. Like I understand when you have the affairs and you're bringing in all these chairs, mm-hmm. like they're lightweight. Like I, I get like why we use these banquet type chairs or whatever they're called. But also like every single time I see them at an event at something, I'm just like, Oh God. Yeah. I have a similar relation to these folding banquet chairs. Ugh. Anytime they come out at like family gatherings, it's I'm always the one that has to sit on them because I'm a boy and I'm usually one of the younger people in attendance. And so it's like the nice padded chairs that actually go with the dining (laughs) room set are designated to the older people. But now I'm getting to an age where I'm not necessarily. (laughs) Yes. But like I have a similar feeling, not 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 of not of the same fear, but right. out of the comfortability level. They're I mean, so uncomfortable. They're not, yeah. You want to sit in one of those folding chairs for a Passover seder where you're not skipping a single page of the Haggadah? Because I don't. I don't. No, thank you. I don't know. I mean, again, with the inventions, but like, can we do better? Yeah. Right. Like, can we invent a chair? that is both like super compact and like easy to store away when you don't need them or easy to move to a venue or easy whatever, but also is comfortable and like also doesn't feel like it's going to break in two seconds. Wait, this is really funny, but I just thought about this. This is connecting two things here. But I remember when David and I went to Atlantic City and we stayed at the Borgata and Jerry Seinfeld was performing. And so we were like, uh-huh. hey, this is awesome. And we went and it's literally they like put out banquet chairs. And and it's like they make the rows out of banquet chairs. So it's like there's every leg is touching because they push them oh, so that they're smooshed up against each other. And then you're sitting through an opener and then Jerry Seinfeld, which is like so hilarious, but you're sitting on a banquet chair. I'm like, these tickets are hundreds of dollars. I want like st- I want like no, nice you. stadium seats. Yeah, and this is the Borgata. Um, no, thank you. That's weird. We're not at Planet Hollywood. They do have a venue, but I guess maybe Jerry Seinfeld needed a bigger one than their comedy club, so they probably like used I think the that's ballroom or something like that, mm-hmm. and put a whole bunch of banquet chairs in there. But like, it's just been years of this with these chairs. I mean, how I. I did any research, but I don't know how long they've been around. They've been around a long time. I just think we should do better. I hear you. We should do better. They serve the need, but I think we could up our expectations for what the need requires. We have robot vacuums. We could have better chairs. Mm-hmm. Did you saying. see the promo for Hocus Pocus 2? Not yet, but I, I, I do want to watch it. Are they? Is there something with a robot vacuum? Yeah, because you know how she rides the vacuum in the first one? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like on two robo vacuums. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> like each foot. <laughs> that's funny. Is it Kathy and Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. All right. All right well. So do you feel like a little relief now? No, I kind of feel angry now, but it's okay. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> well, maybe somebody else is going to be angry and then we can <sighs> like commiserate. Do yeah. you think we should jump into some online reviews? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Review that review.
as you know, we are your trusty review queens. We bring in reviews from the internet that we feel need to be inspected. We read you the review, break it down, and rate the impact of the review on a scale from zero to five crowns. It's a very regal process that we call... Assess that kvetch. Very regal. All right, Trey, what do you have for us today? All right, I'm going back to basics. And today, my review is a one-star Goodreads review. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is written by Sarah. (laughs) And it is for, I don't know, Chelsea, if you've ever heard of this, um, Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. Oh, I believe I have heard of that. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is Sarah's one star review for William Shakespeare's. I heard that Shakespeare guy is pretty talented. I don't know who he is. Never heard of him. Okay. This is from September of 2011. Okay. And it says, recommends it for, and Sarah wrote, no one who is sane. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. And that is above the review. So here is the review. Okay. This play was absolutely awful. I had to read it for school, and boy, did I wish I didn't have to. All the characters act like idiots. (laughs) Romeo is a fickle crybaby. Tybalt is a hot-headed moron. Juliet is an irresponsible, naive, romantic fool. (laughs) Paris is a desperate pussy. (laughs) Nurse is just some woman going senile, dot, dot, dot. I'd go on, but I'd be wasting my time. (laughs) This story just gives teenagers all over the world a bad name. I don't think there is a single responsible teenager in the whole thing. You want to know something? We actually exist. There are plenty of responsible teenagers in the actual world, but apparently they don't exist in William Shakespeare's world. Plus, all the adults are clueless as well, especially Friar Lawrence. What made the man think marrying two teenagers against their parents' wills was a good idea? That makes no sense. (laughs) Exactly how will it help their families with their fighting problem? It just sounds like a huge headache waiting to happen. And then it blows up right in their faces, right after. And they're all surprised? Really? You couldn't see it screwing up in the beginning? Mm -hmm. And really, what the heck made them think getting married right after meeting was a good idea? Who's teaching these kids about love? (laughs) Because they are obviously missing out on the most important chapter. Common sense. All caps. Do none of these families think it's relevant to tell their kids to actually wait and consider their choices before they make them? Even for this time. That is so unrealistic. Oh my god. Well, I'm glad that in the end, Sarah put like even for this time, because I thought this was very funny that we're like 
it felt like we're applying like 2020, well, I guess 2011 at this point. So 2011 mm-hmm. knowledge to a 16th century piece of of art or, you mm-hmm. know, written written piece of art. I mean, this is the problem that I have with the Goodreads is I think that this is a fine interpretation of the text. I actually think it's interesting. I like that Sarah broke down all the characters and had such a perspective on this. I think that that's kind of cool. But because I'm an artist, I feel like, why can't we have flawed characters? Like, why can't we have flawed story? Why, Mm. Why does every single story need to be about the responsible girl with responsible parents that did the right thing. I don't think that Shakespeare is saying that every teenager that exists today or in 1596 or whatever the year that this was written is this irresponsible, fickle, all of these things. But this is a story about teenagers who are. And I think it's interesting that Sarah is being so harsh on the characters and the storyline when this isn't modern day. I mean, I hope that like we have grown and we have become more, you know, like adults and can make more adult like decisions now than maybe we were centuries ago. Yeah. But I do like the breakdown. I think it's funny to me. I never really considered why does Friar Lawrence help them? I don't know. I guess because Friar Lawrence is like a romantic, but he's a, he's a monk, right? Don't you like have a vow of chastity? maybe he's a secret romantic i mean you could have a vow of chastity and still be like these no you have to be in love love. with god no you can only love god but they're not monks (laughs) so they're allowed why i mean if i'm lactose intolerant i'm not going to be like you can't have the ice cream i'm sorry i guess you as a jewish person have (laughs) never met a christian chelsea never oh my god well (laughs) I also think it's funny, like, I kind of think that isn't Paris kind of, like, by all accounts in the story, I don't remember, isn't he, like, upstanding and good? I honestly don't remember. I can't Is he the one that kills Romeo? I thought... Who killed... I thought they killed themselves. Oh, Romeo kills himself? Right. Like, with the poison, and then, like... Oh, he... Romeo kills Paris, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't remember the story well enough. I like read the history plays in high school. We didn't we didn't go for the Romeo and Juliet. And I'm sure I saw the movie with Leo, but I can't remember the details as well. So I can't really like speak to the accuracy of the character breakdown. And I don't really care about that because I do think that art is subjective. And I think it's super interesting that Sarah has this perspective, this like strong perspective on all of the characters. I imagine if Sarah was in class and they were talking about it, maybe she would have to use a little better language in certain spaces. But I think that the teacher would be impressed that she has like, she obviously got such a like visceral reaction and has such an opinion of all Mm. of these characters. I think that's really good. I do too. That's what really strikes me is like, I am getting a very strong impression of Sarah being fed up with no representation of responsible teenagers. Right, right. Which is funny because it's just like, well, we can't change it now, Sarah. Like, this is like, (laughs) unfortunately, the production is locked. There's there's nothing we could do now. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's an interesting take. Sarah doesn't say, which I appreciate anywhere in the review, like, don't read it. It's a waste of time. Does she? I don't. 
No, actually. So I do appreciate that. And I think that that's cool for like a Goodreads community because I think if you have like a neg, if the if the book has like a negative impact on you in one way or another, I think you have a right to say that. And I think that Sarah exercised that right. And I appreciate that. But yeah. I do appreciate that she's not putting words in other people's mouths. She's sort of presenting an argument. Yeah, it's interesting to me because when I think of Romeo and Juliet, I don't really think about the systemic culture which shapes the two main characters' point of view and lives. Right, right, right. Like, it is interesting how Sarah's just pointing out, like, the parents were clueless and, like, didn't... Like, they're not taking responsibility. Like, why aren't they taking responsibility? Like, I think that's such an interesting (laughs) takeaway. Interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like, regardless, I mean, maybe in the 1500s, there'd be an answer for that. Like maybe they were working or taking care of other children or, you know, like whatever. And also, if we are looking back historically, if you were a teenager, weren't you technically an adult in that culture? I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I think the whole thing about like, why would he marry two teenagers? Like, wasn't the life expectancy like <laughs> way down? So like right. technically as a teen, I mean, weren't you like an oh, old no, maid? I can't, I can't say Jesus died at 33 because that he didn't exactly die of natural causes. But, you know, <laughs> I, th- I think, I think that, yeah, like you, people did things a lot younger. So it doesn't, teenager thing doesn't really surprise me. But I'm I'm wondering if in terms of like reviewing this review, mm-hmm. how much it matters, like whether or not I agree with Sarah or not in the context of Goodreads. Like, right. I think in other forums, it can be like, that's your opinion. Why are you giving it a one star? But I don't know who's like getting the money for the Shakespeare estate at this point. So I don't know who's like profiting off of this Goodreads page and i think mm-hmm. for that reason it was funny it was entertaining how is the spelling and grammar pretty perfect yeah like pretty good like i don't know if some of the same rules of like let's go against sarah's interpretation of this book really apply because like does it matter like this is sarah's impression of the book yeah. or the play and i think that's fair game do we think she's being shady yeah, but I feel like in a fun teenager way. Like it feels right. like Sarah, she says, got assigned this book for school, right? So it's like <laughs> Sarah is probably like, I don't know, a freshman in high school or something like that, you know? Yeah. And so for a freshman in high school to like take to Goodreads and write this interpretation of the book and be a little bit snarky, it just feels fitting, you know? Yeah. Well, that's also why I was first intrigued by this obvious teenager writing a review about Raymond Juliet. Because in our culture, at least in America, you are designated reading William Shakespeare when you are a teenager. Right. So it is kind of interesting to think we're making teenagers read the story about teenagers killing themselves. Although Juliet doesn't really kill her. Or she does at the end when she wakes up. So I don't... I just... Spoiler alert. Ah! Um, (laughs) It's you've had time, okay? You've yeah. had time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess I think like is this is there value in this review? I not think necessarily so. for the text itself, but I think it is unique. I mean, it's a unique perspective if you were going to like revisit the material 
I'm trying to think like if you've never read Romeo and Juliet, it's so hard. Yeah, if you've never read it and you're going to Goodreads to say, should I spend time, then I don't think it's valuable. But if you have read it and well, I don't know who's reading the reviews on Goodreads. That's that's really ultimately the question, because I think it's an interesting character study. I think it's an interesting interpretation point of view. I yeah. can see this being written as like a paper, like a high school paper. Yes. This is my, and I'm very intrigued by all of those elements, but it's another example where I'm like, I want to know more about this reviewer. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I, I guess because like I look at Goodreads so much to try to like find reviews and stuff. I don't know. I must have signed up for something at one point. Now I get these emails. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you get them, but like anytime my friends leave reviews for yep. things, I get like a ding or whatever. And so in reading my friends reviews, this, it does seem like Goodreads is more of like a community oriented thing where even if you did read the book, you might, still read some of the reviews to see if people have the same opinion as you did. So it is interesting because I don't think it falls by the same rubric as some of the other platforms. Yeah. I also love the fact that like Sarah was assigned to this as an assignment and then went to Goodreads to like right. share, you know, like I, there's something totally. very endearing about that, but it is interesting because it feels to me like this is like a very, that like this could be a stand up. Like this whole premise yes. could be stand up for sure. It's funny. It is it's funny. More, I laughed a lot. Yeah, it's more POV I think than it is a review. Right, exactly. Which I love POV in a review. I really do. I would just ordinarily I think knock her for like, is she giving? She's giving a lot of information, a lot of spoilers in this review. <laughs> if you're reading it and you've never read the text before and you're looking for like whether or not you should read it. I don't think that Sarah's opinion is everybody's opinion. I think I have to say that just for the few people that might be going to Goodreads to look for, you know, an accurate interpretation. While Sarah didn't say nobody should read this book and slander the entire thing, I don't think that Sarah had any perspective other than it sucks. Yeah. Right? And if they did, they don't share it. I mean, they don't. They don't talk about any of the virtues of it. Right. They're not like, I understand that this is Romeo and Juliet. And I understand that it's like, it was remarkable in its time or whatever it was. Because that's the, that's how you have to, I have to think about it is like, when I'm reading Shakespeare's text, is it perfect? Like, no. But was it remarkable for the time period that it was written in? Yes, it was. So right. we're not really like putting any of that into the review. So if I had any criticism for Sarah... I would say it's that. But I do think that that's part of the value here because I feel like every review is going to talk about that. True. Like this really... Trim the Which fat. is then, so I'm sort of curious, like, is that, do we think this is a common experience or fluky? I mean, I've never considered this and I had to read Romeo and Juliet when I was in right. high school. Yeah, I don't... We didn't have to read Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, but I, I don't think that this is an interpretation that I've... Yeah, that I've heard regularly. But there is a lot of debate about Romeo and Juliet out there. So I'm sure I'm sure there are other people that support Sarah's I just don't think I personalized it the way Sarah is personalizing it. Which I sort of love. 
which I do sort of exactly. It's like I want to like criticize it, but I also love it because I think that's what we should be doing with these taxes. Like, hold up. And I think that really the issue is, you know, assigning this in school. That's why I think that my high school was like, let's go straight to the history plays. Let's read Henry V. Because like, what is the inherent lesson in Romeo and Juliet in a modern like landscape? Because it is about star-crossed lovers who end up killing themselves, right? So what is the like lesson there in terms I mean, of a I teachable? Think, yeah, but isn't the point, but I actually think isn't the point like consequence? Isn't that the point of the play? Maybe. Like in a grander scheme, is that the word scheme? Like in a grander scale, like the Montagues versus the Capulets and and being rash and making like I don't know I don't know what is what is it the just moral makes lesson? me like think know. about like if in Sarah's classroom what are they talking about that Sarah like <laughs> felt like that she needed to take to Goodreads to have this conversation <sighs> like in Sarah's classroom are they like now this is the way you should be like what like what are they mm. saying that's making Sarah personalize this so much and have to be like hold up my teach is wrong you know right. like what although i will say i do agree that i think the parent parental characters in remy and juliet are pretty clueless they're so caught up yeah. in shit that has nothing to do with the kids totally which does seem to be a trope honestly and young adult storytelling they're usually well, you need to get, parents yeah but you need to get them out of the way correct right otherwise true, you yeah. couldn't have euphoria whatever i don't watch that show but i mean i'll do there they do bad well things. all right so <sighs> I don't know. Do you think you can crown this? I'm feeling so like unsure of how to crown Sarah. I know that's what I'm feeling as well. But I think we we crown this honoring that this is a literary space and that the reviews are more like book reporty than other places. Yeah, I think I can crown it. I'm I'm, I'm ready to crown. Yes. Okay, so Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards. In an effort to be fair and not influence one another, we will simultaneously reveal our rating. After listening to feedback from hundreds of thousands of users, Clean Email designed the best way to clean out your email inbox while keeping your data safe and respecting your privacy. Clean Email works on any device and with all email service providers. With Clean Email, you aren't doing a one-off, one-time sweep of your inbox. You're automating your email cleaning tasks to keep your inbox clean going forward. Now, some of my personal favorite features include pause, mute, hello, block emails from senders who don't offer that little link at the bottom to unsubscribe, so annoying. Plus, never miss anything important because clean email sends summaries of all of the activities performed. Whether you're trying to achieve inbox zero or simply get rid of emails cluttering your data storage, use our code REVIEWQUEEN for 25% off at clean.email or go ahead and use that direct link in our show notes and you can start enjoying the pleasure of a decluttered inbox honey the queens are tabulating total score okay i'm holding up four crowns trey is holding up three and a half crowns i'll go first i went with four crowns because you know i love a strong pov Mm -hmm. i love a strong pov that i believe i believe sarah's like conviction about this piece and i think that she brought an interesting perspective 
to this historic literary text that other people in the Goodreads community might appreciate, right? Something a little bit different. So for the environment that this review lives in, and the fact that I got a pretty good laugh out of it, I went ahead and gave Sarah four crowns. Why did you go with three and a half, Trey? Well, I'm still very conflicted because I do think that this is funny and I do enjoy reading it. Yeah. And I think this might be the first time on the show where the is this typical, is this atypical, that it swings in the opposite way as a positive to me. Because I think sure. it is an atypical experience, which is kind of why I like it so much. Right. But... But it is also interesting just to say, like, Sarah is reviewing Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. by saying, this is so unrealistic. Like, none of, like, this doesn't make sense. But isn't telling you, like, that it's not good, don't read it, it's bad. Like, right. they don't really go into that. It's sort of reviewing the circumstances within the, like, the Text. plot, basically. Right. So I said three and a half because I'm not sure how this is as an actual review. Mm-hmm. of the text of like what it actually is but i'm obsessed with sarah and i want to know yes. more and i want to know why sarah is so upset that teenagers are always portrayed as dumb and irresponsible well since this is written in 2011 we can rest assured that sarah is no longer a teenager so maybe sarah has new perspectives on this as an adult yeah. all right sarah if you're listening one eight five zero review zero yeah, I want to know. Please, if you know Sarah, please have them call in. I'm so curious. Does anyone have their own memories of having to read Shakespeare? Did anyone actually read it? Did anyone like spark pretend? Notes it. Yeah, spark notes. I definitely spark notes some. I oh, I mean yeah. that I thought when you brought in the one star because I would think like most of the complaints when we first started reading Shakespeare was like I don't understand it like. I can't, the iambic pentameter and like the reversal of words and just the way language has developed. There's such a barrier to entry when you're first starting to do Shakespeare that I thought that that was going to be like the complaint, you know? This really went left field. Yeah, it wasn't. (laughs) I mean, Sarah really had a better understanding of the text as a teenager (laughs) than than I even do as as an adult, apparently. Well, like now that we're on this topic and we're outside of the review, mm-hmm. like obviously I think of West Side Story. Right, same. So like what is the point of West Side Story? Well, they sort of make it about race, right? Yeah, I think it is, a, it is about like how far are we willing to go, I think, for hate. Like can we experience love? Can we like side with love in the landscape of hate i guess is there a place for us where there's a place for us somewhere a place for us (laughs) but not on either side somewhere in between i guess i'm just curious like i would have to actually look at roman juliet again or maybe in that opening speech but like isn't the whole like i don't think the point is that they're star-crossed lovers i think the point is the culture they're inside of makes them star-crossed lovers right so they're victim to their circumstance right 100 percent. yes so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so like if- they're choosing love, but like the environment that they come from is so opposed to you know one another that it makes that love so you then, know, complicated. Right. So maybe Sarah didn't get that. Maybe. Maybe there are plot holes. Maybe it's just like it sounds like Sarah started to read the book 
and then was so distracted by these characters being so naive or so whatever, you know, these different adjectives that she used that she couldn't even ascertain the story because she was just like, wait, 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 wait. You expect me to believe X, Y, like suspension of disbelief aside. You expect me to like enter into this contract where I'm supposed to acknowledge that this is really the way that teenagers behave or this is really the, you know. I mean, it is hilarious to me reading what made this friar think that marrying these two teenagers against their parents' will would be a good idea. I mean, that's hilarious. That is a hilarious thesis. Right. Because, like, why? Why did he? But, like we said, probably because the, like, marital age was, like, very low. I don't know, like, how unusual it was. But even back then, that's what a dowry is. Like, you're paying because you're buying the daughter. Like, that's the whole point, right? Like, that's why they were all inbred and bought, because it's like you're buying the castle. So, like, why would you do that against the parents' will? Like, don't you need them for the marital contract? That's why I I think that the friar believed in love. I mean, this is all, none of this is real. So, like, who cares? But, like... (laughs) God, I think it's so funny. It, this was much more entertaining to me than someone actually doing a literary review of right. Romeo and Juliet. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I feel like it's successful as a review. Because it's like, I just, I had something that I imagined in my head what a one-star review would be for Romeo and Juliet. And it was definitely not this. And I, I like being surprised. Agreed. <sighs> All right. Well, maybe you and I can read some sonnets on the after show. Sure. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Temperate, thank you. Okay. Somewhere in there. Sure, why Red not? Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, get those uh vocal exercises going. All right, my queen. Oh brother. Yes. It's time. All right, Diva Queen, we have reached the most regal portion of our show. Chelsea, who are you inducting today for? My royal highness. All right, Trey. So I don't know if you've been noticing as we've been recording, but I have been trying to drink more water. That sounds familiar. And that's what I want to induct today. (laughs) Thank you. I want to induct water, clean water, drinking water. (sighs) Thank you. As my royal highness. Why? You're laughing. Here's the thing, (sighs) listeners. I think there's a lot of you out there who can relate to me. Okay. There are a lot of us who do not drink a lot enough water. Mm-hmm. Trey Gerald is not one of those people. <laughs> he doesn't understand, okay? Trey Gerald drinks a lot of water. Do, but actually. for those of us who don't drink a lot of water, what's so remarkable is that I, you know, I've been running around, I was, you know, helping with the bat mitzvah. I wasn't drinking enough water and I was like having headaches. I was having all like a little like depression, all Mm. these like symptoms that turned out to be dehydration. And then when I realize that and I start drinking water, I actually feel so much better. Mm. And it's just one of those things that I think like, because I'm not someone that drinks a lot of water, I don't really think about it in that context. I'm like, I know I got to be drinking more water. But the reality is drinking water has so many benefits for our lives, for our mental health, for our physical health. In so many regards, we as human beings, I don't know what percentage water we are, but we're a lot of water. There's, there's a lot to be grateful for in terms of having access to clean water. And the fact that, you know, we can be better and we can feel better just by 
being mindful about drinking more water. So I thought, what better, what better nomination than water for my Royal Highness as an additional reminder to myself to go ahead and take care of myself and drink some water. So here I go. I'm going to drink some water. Delicious. (laughs) Yes, water. I'm surprised we haven't inducted water, honestly, at this point. With all the times we've spoken about my hydration issues and water, I just felt like, wait, have we not inducted water? And also, people are so into the different kind of water bottles. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, That's true. It always feels like you can never have enough water bottles. I mean, there's two ways to go about this. The funny response here for me is like, I love water. There, there, there is nothing more high, like quenching than sure. cold water when you're like so hot and parched. And then also like the like serious reaction is like, you know, not everyone has access to clean water and that's horrifying. Right. You, you like have to like what's happening in Flint still today. Right. Is horrifying. Yes. Horrifying. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Water, you are a queen. You are a queen, like the ultimate queen, the OG queen. Water is the base of everything. Exactly. Like H2Ho. H2Ho was here way before we were, is all I'm going to (laughs) say. Okay? So we got to do the H2Ho, the honor of recognition. And also, I wanted to find a way to bring, because, you know, we love hydration and we love bringing it into the podcast. So I thought, how can we honor water? How could we how could we bring this even further? And I thought, I don't know if it's okay with you, Trey, maybe for the rest of the month, anyone who wants to write a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, because that is just so helpful to us. If you write a review for the rest of the month and we pick you, I'm going to send you a custom review that review water bottle. I love this. Giveaway time. It's a giveaway time. Water makes the world go round. And I want to do my part in helping our listeners stay hydrated because I know how much it affects my life positively. So if you want to take time out of your day to write a lovely review for our show, I want to take time out of my day to make sure that you're hydrated. So please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts all seriousness it means so much to us it really helps the ranking of our show it helps other people listen to our show Uh, and if you get levity enjoyment laughs anything out of this podcast and you want to share it with a five-star review we would really really appreciate it concur concur well that's it my queen we did it that is another round on the ru a rq ferris wheel of romeo and julie wet yes i mean not like in that way (laughs) Wet water. That felt really gross, but I get Didn't Ophelia water. die in a stream of water? Don't be Ophelia. She, don't be Ophelia. And don't be Juliet, for that matter. Yeah, just be you. And, um, Just be you. A hydrated a you. A hydrated Thank you, you yeah. For, <laughs> hydrated you. Just be a hydrated you. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. If you didn't like what you heard, please tell an enemy. If you don't have an enemy and you don't have any friends, then... <laughs> You want to be featured on our show so you can win this water bottle. Help us out by writing us a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts if you want to win this water bottle. We've made it super easy with a super cute hyperlink. Lovethepodcast.com slash the review queens. It's in our show notes still below, so you don't have to remember it. Go do it. Win the water bottle. 
Pump us up, Win queens. a water bottle. Stay hydrated with a queenly water bottle. You can also support our show by visiting reviewthatreview.com slash donate, where you can donate any amount you want. Once, multiple times, any any amount. Once, thrice. Once, twice. Upon three times the a lady. wicked stage. Join our mailing list at reviewthatreview.com to stay up to date with all of the goings on in the queendom. Hit up our voice mailbox, 1-850-REVIEW-0. You can follow us on all the socials at The Review Queens. And I'm at Chelsea BD. And I'm at Trey Gerald. On today's After Show podcast, we are reviewing a one-star review of an Amazon product. It is called Love. Oh, it is called Lock and Love Women's Soft Basic Lightweight Long Sleeve Turtleneck Top Size Small to 3XL Made in the USA. I don't know if that's a super color, but it's called Love Lock. It is called Love Lock and Love. Interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> to find out what made Trey say, <laughs> Shakespeare was never my thing, honey. This ain't for me. And to find out what made Chelsea say, I vey. To think a psychic told me that I was Shakespeare in a past life. I really must have. Uh, <laughs> repressed a lot of memories then you got to become a member of our patreon over at patreon.com slash review that review or in our show notes below so that you can hear our weekly after show companion podcast and doth thoust rememberest ignore the haters your queen gender non-specific queen (laughs) (laughs) Bye. bye Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by Trey Gerald. With voiceover talents by Ida Kaminsky, our cover art was designed by Logo Vora, and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. So it was, it was Leo and Kate Winslet, right? In the Baz Luhrmann? No. That's Romeo Titanic. It was no, Claire Danes. Was, oh, Claire Danes. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> but it was Leo. It was Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. It was Leo and Claire Danes. That's right. That's right. Gotta give that a revisit. (laughs) But I thought the old lady (laughs) dropped it into the ocean in the end. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you think I'll find an emerald heart? Not emerald. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) I love Troilus and Cressida. (laughs) I gotta keep drinking water. My brain's not working right. Girl, you need that water bottle. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. Sounds icy. <laughs> <laughs> I did get the ice. Yum. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>